News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Ireland's reliance on highly paid workers at multinational companies puts future tax receipts at risk, so says the Department of Finance, who has published the annual taxation report. Minister for Finance Pascal Donoghue is on the line. Minister, good morning. Do you share the concern that we're overly reliant on these multinationals who, as we know, might decide their future is no longer in Ireland? So the report uh, yesterday, which I launched, emphasised the risk that I have long acknowledged. Uh, that we do need to be careful, even in responding back to the new challenges that we're facing today, that we don't create new risks for us tomorrow. The uh, tax code, in terms of how we tax high earners and in terms of how we generate corporate tax revenue for our country, has been a great strength during the pandemic. But as we move well beyond that, we just need to ensure that we don't become overly reliant on some forms of tax to help deal with the challenges of today. And the report just makes that point. How are you going to make up a potential shortfall, therefore? I mean, is there other areas of taxation that you're already looking at that would bridge that gap should it be needed? Well, the government is very fortunate to be approaching the uh, new challenges that we are facing due to the resilience of the Irish people and economic decisions that we've made over the last two years with our government finances now back in surplus. It will be the case in the medium term uh, that if we want to make the state permanently bigger, if we want to be intervening in our society in new ways, and it's very likely that we will be, that we'll need to pay for that. Other countries, other borrowers will expect us to do that. Uh, But in the very short term, uh, we do have flexibility, particularly within 2022, to look at how we can help Mm. with the rising cost of energy that is a challenge for so many. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. But if, if you are planning that, what does that look like? If the state is to be bigger, how can you guarantee those services can be maintained? Well, there's three particular avenues that the government has considered and it's been recommended to us that we look at in different commissions that we've put in place. Uh, Firstly, what is the role of carbon taxation and carbon pricing in helping fund the new things that we need to do to respond back to the climate emergency? And as you'll know, Jonathan, over the last number of years, we've taken that tax up, despite I know it does pose challenges for many. Secondly, what would be the nature of our PRSI system in the future if we're looking to expand and will need to fund new forms of support through our social insurance system? What is the level of PRSI that we should be paying to do that? And thirdly, then, will be the future of corporate tax itself. And Ireland is at the heart of very big changes across the world now to put in place changes that will make that system more sustainable in the medium term. So, in other words, so there are three of the big areas. There are the three which, areas, but does that which will mean be considered our corporation tax rate, which for a long time has been guarded by the state, is going to increase? Uh, I've already made a commitment that if we see uh, full agreement within the European Union in relation to the implementation of a minimum effective tax directive, which means the tax is applied the same across all countries in the EU, that Ireland at that point then for companies that are worth more than 750 million euro would take our minimum effect, our our, uh, corporate tax rate up to 15%. And I've given that commitment because in the absence of an agreement being reached on these matters globally, uh, we will end up with new risks, 
a lack of cooperation in corporate tax that, in my view, poses even greater risks and challenges for Ireland in the years ahead. You talked about carbon taxation as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, the likelihood of, of carbon taxes going up in this budget is is, is limited uh, because of the crisis resulting uh, from international pressures. How, how are you going to manage that difficult issue in the budget? Well, could I first very much acknowledge the point that you're making, Jonathan? I'm, I'm really aware that as I speak to you here in the second day of September, it's a nice, still, bright, long day. But as we look in the months ahead, uh, the days will be shortening. Uh, the, uh, the days will be less bright as we approach the winter. And in addition to that happening, I know that so many at the moment are so concerned about what their bills will be, how they will pay for them. Businesses are concerned about their future. So I and the government really understand this and we are looking to respond back. And what we will do in relation to all taxes, which we do every year in the budget, is we will assess where we stand with those individual decisions and then make a decision on budget day regarding their future. I'm absolutely committed to carbon taxation. I believe it's invaluable in funding and helping our country uh, transition to a new and better future. But the government decides all taxes on budget day and uh, I'll be able to confirm where we are on that point. But is carbon taxation therefore on the table significantly to keep those bills down? I know you say you want to introduce carbon taxation, but perhaps not yet. Well, we already have carbon taxation I, yeah, I appreciate in place. That, but at, at higher at, levels. At, yeah, indeed, absolutely. And as you know, it is legislated to go up on budget day in October and then again next May. So that is the current state of affairs. And in truth, the increases in carbon tax are a very modest share of the total increases that I know are worrying so many that are fundamentally caused by the aftermath of COVID and then mainly uh, the war that Putin is waging on the people of Europe, on people of Ukraine, excuse me. And what we will need to do is see how we can help, which we will help later on in the year in this. There's two things we'll be doing, Jonathan, at national level. We brought the budget forward to be ready for this moment to help within the year. And then at the international and European level, we'll play our part. I'm attending the G7 meeting of finance ministers this afternoon as president of the Eurogroup, which is all about this. The, the largest economies in the world coming together to see what we can do. And then meetings will be taking place in Europe next week to see as the collective action that we can take to make a difference to this problem. OK, just to finish up, Stephen Donnelly obviously has been in the news quite a lot in recent days. He, he put forward his excuses yesterday. Your party leader... Um, Leo Varadkar has said he still enjoys his confidence. Um, are you ha- happy with the answers that Stephen Donnelly has given? And do you believe uh, that he can stay in the Department of Health after all the revelations that have come out about property? I am satisfied and I do accept the uh, explanation that has been brought forward by Minister Donnelly. And I do believe he should continue in his very important work uh, as Minister for Health and within the government. And the key reason why I am saying this is that the interests uh, that uh, Stephen clarified over the last number of days were always declared in the statement of members' interests. So he always made clear in terms of fulfilling his Oireachtas obligations and delivering the the standards that are needed there that he had this rental property. And that is the key thing for me, which is why what I wish this hadn't happened, as he does, I do accept the explanation that he's brought forward. Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, thanks for joining us on Newstalk Breakfast. 
News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.